Welcome to the Play Piano About Your podcast. Today's episode is going to be so fun and a little bit out of the ordinary. I am going to be answering three questions that I received from a friend. We were talking about music and we were talking about singing and she had three specific questions related to singing, but I thought that it would be valuable just to answer them on the podcast because the same way that you think about answering these questions in terms of singing is very similar to ways that you can apply the same principles to playing the piano and to playing by ear. So we're going to dive right in. I'm going to give an overview of the questions and then go through how you can think about them from a singing standpoint, as well as a playing piano by ear perspective. So the three questions we'll be covering today are, what are your tips for singing runs? Second question is, what are your tips for singing riffs? And then the third is, what are your tips to improve your range? So these are going to be awesome questions. I did take a year, one year of vocal lessons, voice lessons, and then I was in choir for five years in high school and in elementary school, all those combined. And then I did music classes before I started piano lessons when I was eight. So lots of general music and then lots of choir experience singing in other friend choirs and um, especially the exercises that I learned in that one year of voice lessons are going to be helpful just in talking through these tips for singing and then also for playing by ear. So the first question, what are your tips for singing runs? Now let's define the difference between a run and a riff. In music, let's say you're singing a song. If you sing just the plain melody, that would just be the melody or just the song all by itself. A run or a riff is something additional that you as the singer add to make it sound more unique or more like your own style. And a lot of pop artists do this in their music. They'll add a run or a riff. So here's the difference between a run and a riff. A riff would just be a few notes, either above or below your current note, do, 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 like that. Or a run is going to be a whole series of notes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so runs and riffs, a riff is really short. And then a run uses a lot more notes and it almost sounds like you are cruising up or down a certain scale. So what are your tips for singing runs? Um, also, I want to just give an example of what this could look like in a song before we talk about how you would apply it. So let's just take the um, national anthem. Oh, say can you see? You can add a riff to any note in this melody. We could go, oh, say can you see? to the last note, or we could go, oh, say, can you see? Or, oh, say, can you see? So you can hear how the riff just goes either above or below your singing note. A run would be something like this. Oh, say, can you see? Or you could add your run at the end. Oh, say, can you see? And you can make it up each time. You don't have to follow a certain run or a certain riff. You can do whatever you're feeling. But in order to sing whatever you're feeling, there are some certain rules that riffs and runs 
follow. So one thing that you want to think about in singing runs is that when you're singing a run, you are picking notes from a certain scale. And this is where the piano is going to tie in to this concept. So the certain scale that we use to sing any run is called the pentatonic scale. If I were to sing a run again, let me do another one. Ooh, these come from five specific notes on the piano. So penta is uh, five, penta means five. And on the piano, if you were to play only the black keys, that would be the pentatonic scale. Or if you are a musician and you know your music theory, the pentatonic scale would be scale degrees one, two, three, five, and six. So let's say you are playing the C major scale. You would play C, D, E, G, A. And it would sound something like C, D, E, G, A. And at that point, you could continue repeating that pattern all the way up and down the piano. It's going to be so important to memorize this pentatonic scale if you want to sing runs because a run follows any of those notes. Listen at, um, as I sing this run, I'm going to sing it just down from A, from A down to C. Ba, 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 ba. So there we have A, G, E, D, C. Now how that would translate to the black keys, you'll notice if we play A, G, those are two notes together on the piano, two white keys side by side, and then E, D, C, those are three notes together or grouped together on the piano. So even in the white keys, we still have a grouping of two and three. Now, if we apply that to the black keys, you could start on the group of two, bum, bum, and then go down to the group of three, bum, bum, bum. And you'll hear how it sounds the same. It's a different pitch, different key, different place on the piano, but essentially it's the same thing. Now here's where this can get a little bit, uh, nerdy <laughs> and intricate with piano. So every scale has a pentatonic. You can play the pentatonic scale on all 12 keys, key signatures, like your pentatonic scale in the key of C would be C, D, E, G, A. Your pentatonic scale in the key of D would be D, E, F sharp, A, B, ba, 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 ba. And then your pentatonic scale in the key of E would be E, F sharp, G sharp, B, C sharp. So if you know all 12 scales, you would use scale degrees one, two, three, five, and six. Now, how does this work on the black keys? The black keys, if we were to start at the group of three on the black key all the way to the left, group of three, but the left one, that is F sharp. And if we play our F sharp major scale, we have F sharp, G sharp, A sharp, B, C sharp, D sharp. Um, oh, what comes next? I think it's E sharp and then F sharp. <laughs> Had to think there for a second. So our F sharp major scale naturally uses the black keys or so many sharps that you can just play all of the black keys to play the pentatonic scale. Uh, another way to say it is naturally scale degrees one, two, three, five, and six fall on the black keys. F sharp, G sharp, A sharp, C sharp, D sharp. That ends up being scale degrees one, two, three, five, six of the F sharp major scale. 
if we added in scale degrees four and seven, that would be the B natural and then the E sharp. So pentatonic scale is going to be so important for singing runs. And the other thing with singing runs is if we're talking about it from a vocal standpoint, it's going to be important to use your diaphragm muscles, your tummy muscles to make the difference in pitch. Ah, we don't want to sound like this. Ah, and the way that you can differentiate your notes and your pitches is to start and stop on a pitch. Ah, ah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It'll sound a little bit jumpy, but this is similar to a vocal warm-up exercise where we go and you just go until you let out all the air that you're holding in your diaphragm. And that's going to strengthen that muscle and also help you to feel what it to feel what it feels like when you're singing, not from, not from holding it tight in your chest, but from singing, filling up your diaphragm, filling up your lungs and using your diaphragm muscles to create the change in pitch. Ah. So two things with singing runs, it's important to memorize the pentatonic scale, and then it's important to make sure you're singing from your diaphragm. If you want a really crazy, crazy way to practice the pentatonic scale, you can get a sheet of paper and on that sheet of paper, write one, two, three, and then make a little space, like go over to the right a little bit more and then five, six. So you'll just have one line of numbers, one, two, three, five, six, and then you're going to sing those pitches on any vowel. You could do ah, 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 ah. And this exercise, what I'm about to tell you is something that I learned when I was taking a summer class at the local college. It was a Kodai class. Now Kodai is a wonderful music um, teaching program or a method that incorporates solfege and games and and learning for young children. So they learn solfege, they learn how to sing these different pitches through a lot of interactive exercises. And in this program, we had to sing the pentatonic scale starting at one, two, three, five, six, five, three, two, one. And then we had to, if you were to look at your paper again, you see the numbers one, two, three, five, six. Now let's take that number one, that's all the way over there on the left, and let's put it all the way over on the right. So now we have two, three, five, six, one. All right, so we just moved the one from the left all the way over to the right. Now instead of one, two, three, five, six, five, three, two, one, now we're gonna start at two and go up to another um, two or up to the highest, no, we're gonna go up to the one because the one is on the top now. So now here it goes. Two, three, five, six, one, six, five, three, two. Can you hear the difference in that? Isn't that crazy? Okay, now do it again. Now take the two and put it from the left all the way over to the right. Now we have three, five, six, one, two, one, 
six, five, three. And then we're gonna take the three and put that one from the left all the way over to the right. Now we have five, six, one, two, three, two, one, five, six. And you can keep going. You could put the five up. Oh, how would that start? Six, one, two, three, five, three, two, one, six. And then by this point, if we put the six all the way up, now we're back to the one. Oh boy, I'm an alto, so that's getting a little high for me. But we have the one, two, three, five, six up an octave from where we first started. So that's a crazy intense way to practice the pentatonic scale and get better at it. I would say if you're trying to sing a run, imagine in your head, imagine either those numbers, one, two, three, five, and six, and then imagine one of those numbers lighting up when you sing that number. So you want to be able to picture the space and the distance that you're singing in your head. And I do this whenever I'm playing by ear, when I'm playing a melody by ear, or when I am sounding something out, I'm always picturing how it looks how far the jump looks like if it's a third jumping down like let's say i'm using note three jumping down to note one three one i want to imagine that distance in my head and then i'm more likely to be able to sing that different pitch so one two three three one if you want to practice that on the piano you could use the three black keys one two three and then jump from three to one, and then see if you can match your voice to that. You could play the keys on the piano, bum, 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 and then you could echo that with your voice. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh is an okay vowel to use. It's a little bit too easy to smear all the oohs together, so then it's like ooh. But if you want to make or sing some music with a vowel that is going to give you that difference of sound or pitch with each note you could go ah 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 oh okay this gets into a really fun concept as well the difference between staccato and legato on the piano and then also with singing staccato is like popcorn like pop 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 and when you're playing staccato on the piano you would just play the note quickly boop and then that would be it if you're playing legato it's very smooth so that would be like but if you're doing staccato it's harder to sing staccato and it is a great way to practice singing the different pitches and then getting comfortable differentiating those pitches and then you can combine the two together so it's something like this ah. so it's smooth but you can still hear the difference with each note so let's move on to our second question what are your tips for singing riffs oh riffs are so cool because it is similar to a trill in music in music if we're playing along i'm going to make up a song or actually let's go back to our example that we used at the beginning oh say can you see for this example let's add a riff oh say um i'm gonna do it again oh say can you see so on the second note Bum, bum, ba -da -da -da. I added a riff. Or you could add it at the end. Oh, say can you see? A riff would be going either above or below 
the note that you just played. And in piano, a trill is very similar to that. A trill, though, is going to repeat multiple times. So a trill would be like, going back and forth. And then you would play that with two different fingers on the piano. But if you're singing a riff, you want to be able to understand what scale you are singing in. Or another way to say it is what number are you currently on? Like, let's say I'm going to sing five, three, one, two, and I want to add a riff. Imagine what number you're on. Let's say I want to add, did I just sing five, three, one, two? I think I meant to sing five, three, two, one. <laughs> let's say you want to add a riff on number one, your ending note. Five, three, two, one, or one. For this note, I'm going to give you a couple different ways that you could sing this riff. You could go five, three, two, one, two, one, two, one. So that's slowing it down. You could go five, three, two, one, two, one. And then you're going to dip down. Boom. And then back to one on your scale. That would be dipping down to note number seven because our scale has seven unique notes. So it would be one, two, one, seven, one. And I would suggest starting out by singing the numbers and also picture the numbers in your head. If you're playing this on the black keys, then you could use the black group of three, three, two, one, two, one, two, one, and you could play it on those black keys. If you're playing in the key of C, this is going to be a little bit easier if we dip down to that lower note for this riff. We would play G, E, D, C, D, C, B, C. Also, I would suggest playing it on the piano so you know which note you are going to be singing. Ba, 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 ba. It's a little bit easier to match a pitch from what you hear. So if you play a few notes on the piano and then try to copy that with your voice, you can start to incorporate riffs. And then when you're playing or singing any song, use that same riff anywhere. So let's say we want a different song. Let's do... Um, my country tis of thee. My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty, of thee I sing. So there's the same riff. One, two, one, seven, one. Or we could go. My country tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. So there it was. Five, four, five, four, three. Instead of five, four, three. So that added the second note in there in the melody, ba -da -da, the riff. And riffs always, usually, <laughs> always, usually, typically are going to step either above or below what you just sang. And then in piano, similar as well. So by step above or below, you wouldn't do a huge jump my country tis of the sweet land of liberty. <laughs> that would be probably closer to a run. But in runs and riffs, you're going to be going up and down either the scale that you're singing in or the pentatonic scale. So memorizing that one, two, three, five, six, five, three, two, one. It's going to be so helpful. By the way, a lot of pop music is written with the melody purely using the pentatonic scale. For example, 
Well, a lot of Taylor Swift songs use the pentatonic scale, and then a lot of One Direction songs use the pentatonic scale. Um, okay, like the uh, One Direction song, I Want to Write You a Song. I want to write you a song, one as beautiful as you are, sweet. I think that's the words. So that uses the pentatonic scale. One, one, two, three, two, one, six. Just like that exercise that we did earlier where we were moving the numbers around on our pentatonic scale. And then it keeps going. One, one, two, three, three, five, six. With just a hint of pain for the feeling that I get when you are gone. So right here, they use the full scale. Bum, bum, ba, ba, bum, ba, 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 bum, bum, bum. That incorporates more notes than just the five, but the main part of their melody, I wanna write you a song, uses one, two, three, five, and six. Um, so let's move on to the third and last question. What are your tips to improve your range? Woo! So vocal range as well as piano range. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about piano range, but I'm gonna talk about the vocal range first and then get into the piano range. So improving your vocal range happens with daily practice. What you don't wanna do is, is sing really low and then really high one day and then not sing for five days and then try to crank up your range one day, practice one day a week. If it's sporadic, that's going to be possibly damaging to your voice. What you should do is consider vocal range more like, it's more similar to uh, someone who is, let's say, athletic and works out at the gym. If they go every day and they do some even simple exercises, let's say they walk on the treadmill and then do just some uh, some easy weights or some agility exercises, strength training, and they do it consistently, by the end of a set number of weeks, their body is just going to be a lot more ready to incorporate something more difficult. And that's similar with our voice. We want to think of our voice as a muscle because the muscles that we use to sing need to be, need to be, uh, worked out, <laughs> if you want to use that term, we want to use them consistently. And as we use them consistently, it's going to enable us to expand our range. Also, if you don't sing as often, your range will decrease. And then if you sing a lot more, your range will increase. When I was doing the Kodai program that I mentioned earlier in the at the college, it was a two week class and it was an intensive class over the summer. So we did eight hours of class every day and then went home and had three hours of homework. And then we did it again the next day. And in every single class, we did so much singing. We had exercises where we were using the pentatonic scale. We had a class where we were learning conducting. So then every member of the class would conduct a song while the rest of us sang. So we were singing in that. We had practice where we were singing different parts. We had practice where we were sight reading and singing different melodies. So basically it was like going to school and singing all day. And we were singing so many high notes. Naturally, I am an alto. But at the end of that class, I was singing a lot higher than I typically do. 
and it was due to singing every single day. We also started with warm ups just to keep our voice safe and to keep uh, those muscles safe. So consistency is going to allow you to improve your range when you're improving your range think of it like stretching like when you're stretching right before exercising you don't want to just all of a sudden snap to your toes and stretch super fast and it's the same with our voice we don't want to all of a sudden sing really high or sing really low we want to stretch our voice up to that range and you can use a lot of exercises like the ba 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 and just keep working it up and then work it down and use that same set of five notes to go all the way up and then all the way down and by up you can use the piano keys to to know how high or how um how much your range has expanded over a period of time let's say that you are currently reaching a treble E. Well, let's say you keep practicing and then you reach a treble G or treble A, or you're trying to go lower. So you can use the piano notes to guide your range. Just mark where you're at today and then continue to sing and increase that range. The more, the better. The more you sing, the more you'll be able to increase your, your range. Also through consistent warm-ups. Warm-ups are just for the beginning and then you can sing whatever song you're working on and practicing. Now, how you would improve your range when you're playing piano by ear. Ooh, this gets really fun. So when people start classical lessons or start lessons where you're learning how to read sheet music, too often it is started or you begin learning notes that are right in the center of the piano. And that's because the center of the piano has the range that we are most familiar with hearing a melody of a song or it is the range that is easiest to sing in. It's also, for some reason, starting at middle C is just the, the normal way to go when learning classical music. But if you're starting out learning to play by ear and learning chords, the awesome thing with chords is that you can play the same chord on multiple different places on the piano. So you're not just stuck right in the middle, but you can use the whole entire piano. And as you're incorporating this range into your music, you can also play the same song at different chords on the piano. So you could play the song really, really high. You could play the song really, really low. You could play the song right in the middle. But the great thing about using the full piano, the full set of keys when you're playing by ear is that it allows you to be more creative. It allows you to add filler to a song let's say you just played a song but you want to make it sound longer or you want to make it sound more interesting you can use all the different other chords all the different other places on the piano to play the same melody so range as far as playing by ear just has to do with utilizing all the different octaves an octave would be eight notes apart or an octave ends up being every chord apart so the C chord in the middle, C chord, treble C chord up high, another C chord up high, higher and higher or lower and lower. Using your range, you can just jump right to it, jump to a different place on the piano when playing by ear. And it makes it sound so interesting. And you can expand a song, make it a lot longer too. And then with your voice, expanding your range, the whole point and the whole reason for expanding your range when you're singing is 
to allow you to either sing more complicated music or to allow you to sing higher when you need to sing higher or to sing lower. It makes you more versatile as a musician if you're able to sing higher and to sing lower. It enables you to sing a lot more songs and to have your riffs and runs be interesting too. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. We talked about how to improve your runs in singing, how to improve your riffs, and then how to increase your range. We talked about it from a vocal standpoint, as well as from a playing by ear standpoint. So that is all we have for today. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas.